Hello everyone, my name is Teresa Holmesy and you're listening to the special Earth Week podcast series where we talk sustainability. I'm joined here today by Kathy Hart to discuss um, cultural sustainability. Uh, Kathy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about All you? All right. I'm good. I'm good. It's a Friday. It's a nice day out. Nice and sunny. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, um, I guess we're going to kind of hop right into introductions. I said your name, but I, that doesn't really say much about who you are. So um, can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do, your background? I'm going to introduce myself in my language and then I'll give you a little background. So I'm Niwa Benesikwe and Dishnikas, Rosebush, Michigan and Donjaba, Megizi and Dodum, Anishinaabekwe and Down. What I said is, I said my um, spirit name is Fort Eagle Woman, and um, I'm from Rosebush, Michigan, and I um, am of the Eagle Clan, and I'm an Ojibwe woman. Uh, my English name is Kathleen Hart. I work at the Second Ochipa Tribal College as an equity program coordinator. I've been he- working here for about 10 years now. Um, I work with the students in the STEAM student organization, and I mentor students that are part of a scholarship um, that's under the grant. I also work on enhancing the science program and uh, do recruitment and retention. You cover a lot of bases, um, yeah. what you do at the <laughs> tribal college. <laughs> there is. We all like wear different hats because we're, there's not, there, it's small and the staff is small. So we, everybody has to cover, you know, different areas and help when needed. So we do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. See, I only know of you from um, Eric, as far as like working on the Andavad, um composting and recently the, the garden project. So, um, you know, that's kind of how I had the pleasure of getting to know you. Um, but I'm, I thank you for being here today. So I guess with that, um, I'm going to get into my, my main question I've been asking everyone. Um, what does sustainability mean to you? Uh, sustainability is our existence. Uh, it's being able to provide for your family. Uh, you can grow what food you can that's going to last you throughout the year. Uh, you can get your meat and eggs from local farmers and um, reduce your footprint as much as you can by recycling, reusing, reducing, and composting. And I've asked a lot of people that same question Um Every answer is somehow different. Um, they all, like, I, I've never heard the same answer to that question. So usually it's a matter of perspective um, mm-hmm. and how you perceive it because it's such a, a broad and oftentimes holistic um, mm-hmm. thing. So going from there, what's your sort of connection to sustainability? Um, what brought you to where you are today? So when I was a teenager, I started noticing the litter, um, things being dumped on the side of the roads, and people not caring about our land. Um, so that's when I started caring, and I tried changing my way of living. I um, I wouldn't litter, and you know, I didn't just dump stuff on wherever, you know. I made sure that it was taken care of in a proper way. Uh, right now, so that's when I was younger, when I was living with my parents, and this, these are things I started doing. When I uh, got into my own place, then I started trying to reduce my footprint. So um, right now, like I recycle, I reuse things, I reduce my waste. 
Um, I use greener products. I use less energy. I buy from local farmers. I can, I'm going to start growing my own foods. I haven't yet, but a, we, well, actually I did. Last year we started a garden and we um, got quite a bit of food from it. And so that was my beginning of gardening. So now I'm going to start doing it at home and I'm going to start doing it for myself and try just start small and then um, add on each year, you know, because so, you don't want to overwhelm yourself when you start this because then it's probably going to be like, man, this is too much work. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> so, so that's what I want to do. And um, so that's what brought me from the, where I'm at today. My connection to s- sustainability is um, I'm an indigenous person. And our, our ancestors lived sustainably and they knew the importance of preserving and respecting all of these things. Everything has a spirit and everything is our relatives. We are, we're all connected to each other and we create that balance by Mother Earth that's needed for survival. But, um, but yeah, so I guess with that, um, we can transition to the next one. Um, so in your own words, what does cultural sustainability mean to you? And how might that be different than what the general public might perceive as sustainability? So cultural sustainability would mean um, like protecting our mother earth, um, trying to keep that balance, respecting everything, um, trying to reduce as much as possible. Always give thanks for what um, is provided to you and always think seven generations ahead. You know, we, um, some people don't think that way. And it's like a lot of it, um, because sustainability can mean different things to different people. And, but to be sustainable is to be um, respectful in what you do and how you live and trying to, you know, um, make sure that you don't take advantage of what is um, given to you. You know, be, always be thankful for it because you don't want to just take advantage and um, not kill. In the past um, experiences, that term has never really came up. This is the first time that someone has um, actually asked me that question or have, has put it in this um, context, like cultural sustainability. That's something that I was wondering about because for me, it was a new concept, but um, I think that it might just be part of, uh, I don't want to say trends because trends sometimes sounds a little bit frivolous, um, but it's part of maybe a movement. Um, I, I know that, especially when we're talking about environmentalism, historically, um, environmentalism has been fringed with a lot of problems. Um, and so like, you know, I mean, the early, the early environmental movement in the U.S. was very much a, a naturalist movement um, where it kind of uh, justified a lot of land grabs, um, you know, the creation of national parks. It was very much this like disconnect from nature and we have to preserve nature, but to preserve nature, 
we have to remove people from it. Um, and it's, it's, a taint, it's a tainted history. Um, and I, I think that only recently are people starting to acknowledge that. And um, I mean, especially like when it comes to conservation as well, I, you know, I've taken some conservation classes now and we're starting to learn about how conservation is, you know, sometimes when trying to engage in conservation projects, people don't engage with like locals and stakeholders and conservation is a justification to, to do land grabs and land enclosures. Um, and, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, we see it's happening still today. Um, but it's under this new guise, you know, we always kind of blame industry for land grabs, but sometimes even with the best intentions, you know, like, I, and so maybe, maybe, I don't know, um, where do you think that culture, cultural sustainability, where, where do you think this discussion is really coming from? Why, why is it new and why are you just hearing it today then? I guess it would be in, I'm not I don't know. I don't want to say this, that this is the way it is or anything. This is just what, you know, like in my opinion is that people are starting to notice that indigenous people have always lived sustainable and indigenous people have survived for um, centuries, you know, thousands of years, you know, and they didn't just kill everything. You know, they didn't strip, you know, what they could and take, you know, everything that they could. They, they were always, always um, thinking about, you know, the future, always think about the future generations. A lot of indigenous people do. And they know that, you know, um, that to be able to live, to be able to survive, they have to do things in a certain way. They can't just, you know, um, be disrespectful and, you know, take everything. And so um, I think that's where the cultural part of it is coming into that sustainability, because I know like in the past, people have always talked about cultural things and, you know, how people are cultural um, and what your culture is, what your tradition, how you live. Sustainability was, you know, a, another word. They were separate. They weren't together. So it's like I'm thinking that now they want to incorporate that, you know, the culture your culture with the sustainability. And everybody's culture is different, you know, we're depending on where you live, where you grow up at. Because in, in just one city, you can have several different cultures. And it's, it does, it's not based upon um, your race. You know, culture can be based upon, you know, how you were brought up. So it's like, I'm looking at it as, um, my culture. So somebody else might look at that cultural sustainability um, in their culture. So it's it's just it's it's new, um, but it's going to be you're going to you will get a lot of different answers because it's they can answer it in, in many different ways. <laughs> I think cultural sustainability. Um, definitely speaks a lot to, you know, I, I work for um, the DEI office here. So like, you know, we learn about diversity, inclusion, equity, right? Um, the DEI. And and, um, and I think that, um, so I, I've, 
I've spoken about social sustainability, which kind of acknowledges um, the social aspects of sustainability, sort of, you know, acknowledging environmental racism, kind of moving toward environmental justice, but the way sometimes cultural and social get kind of warped together. Um, and so at least my personal way of differentiating between the two is that yes, cultural sustainability is also about diversity, equity, and inclusion, but it's more so valuing how people are different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's something that a lot of people I, I think get confused about diversity is, you know, they think, oh, diversity just means like having lots of people, but it's not just having like lots of people, it's mm -hmm. respecting and like um, admiring the ways in which people are different because that's kind of how we can create a better world is by having different perspectives and um, different sorts of like ways of life, but in a way that they're included, you know, hence the inclusion mm -hmm. and equitable where those differences aren't something that hinder people um, or create some sort of hierarchy, um, mm -hmm. which is kind of where we've been for most of history. Um, and so like, it's a big challenge um, kind of in bringing that in, um, especially, you know, I know that when I talk about sustainability, it's almost completely environmentally focused. Mm -hmm. um, there, but it doesn't necessarily have to be about the environment. Because mm -hmm. um, all of those things that I just said are, are things that I personally think we should strive for. Um, right. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. And I hope a lot, I hope people would agree with me on that one. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and that's like, I'm because as I was, you know, trying to not trying to answer but think about how to answer that question it was like um there was a couple of questions that i came you know what can what do we need to do to make sure that future generations have the pleasure to have what we have you know how can how can we change what we do to make sure the animals and the plants and the medicines and the, you know um everything that is here upon um, all the creation, you know, is available for future generations. Because if things keep going the way it's going, there's not going to be everything that we see now is not going to be available for the future. You know, our children, our great grandchildren, you know, they, they might not see what we have the pleasure to see. Things could, um, and it can be very devastating or it could be, you know, things are not changed. Sometimes I think um, when I'm talking about all this stuff, um, people kind of peg me as like an idealist. Um, that I'm being a little bit naive here. And, um, you know, so I, I do get a little bit uh, kind of pessimistic about the state of things and question whether or not uh, collectively, you know, collectively is a hard thing to say because, like I said, there's a a lot there, um, you know, I, I don't, sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, that's a whole other thing. Um, but collectively, whether or not humanity is capable of changing and improving, um, you know, I think we can all agree that we have a lot of potential, but um, can we like actualize that? Um, what do you, what do you think of that? Do you think that that we can, we can improve? I think, well, it's going to take, you know, each individual person to make that change because um, collectively overall um, it's going to be hard because just because the economy, I, you know, a lot of people will think about the economy, 
and okay, how are you going to live? You need money. You need this. But if you, if you change, like, um, I've been, I've been talking with a group of people and we have been talking about like starting our own community, you know, and being able to be sustainable, you know, living off the land, you know, um, growing our own food, supporting the local farmers, you know, doing, you know, using less energy, not having to have, you know, do we have to have that electricity? We could go, but I mean, centuries ago, people did not have, you know, they used different ways to have light, you know, I mean, or just go to sleep when it gets dark. (laughs) Day is over, play down, you know, get some rest or relax or whatever, you know, but it's like, so things that you, I mean, people can do different things, just like with what I did. And that's why I was, you know, I thought, oh, I'm not going to make a difference. You know, whatever I do, it's not going to make a difference because I'm only one person. But if that, if everybody had that same thought, then things would not change. So if you think that you're going to, I mean, because one person can make a difference. You know, you recycle. When in my neighborhood, I always recycled. And when they start picking up recycling, I was probably one of the first people in the neighborhood that was always putting out the recycle stuff. And I had it separated. And the guy with the guy tells me, I really appreciate that you separate everything. He goes, because the, every, nobody else does it. He said, I have to separate it all when I come and pick it up. And so, and, but now there's more and more people that are recycling because it might take one person to start doing something. And if other people see you doing that, then they're going to say, okay, I can do that. You know, so it's like, you know, it's just, you know, people have to individually start doing things. And I think it's going to, you know, it'll pick up. I'm not, you know, I can't say that it would be, you know, everybody is going to be like that, but the more people that tend to do things like that, the better it's going to be. And I think, um, to sort of add to that, um, so to kind of answer my own question there too, I don't think it's a matter of whether or not we can change or whether or not we, we're capable of it. It's just a matter of that we need to and we should. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just kind of that's just kind of where we're at right now. But um, you were kind of talking around it a little bit, but to, to directly address it, um, who do we need to get involved in sustainability? Um, cultural sustainability, sustainability, who do we need to get involved? A couple of the departments within the tribe, um, like Seventh Generation, for instance. They do, they have their own, their community gardens, they have the greenhouse, you know, they have, um, um, they tap trees, you know, stuff like that. So people, people or um, organizations or groups that are doing things like that, would probably be the ones that you want to tap into first, you know, to get involved. And then it's like, and with, and there's a lot of people that do. You just don't, I had, I didn't really realize how many people did that, you know, and if they um, are sustainable. But the more, the more people that I meet that are, the more people that I see are. So it's, I guess it's just, you know, start by, people that you know that do and then you're going to find more people that do taking it a little bit back to um cultural sustainability um what's the importance in kind of recognizing and uplifting various 
cultures, local cultures, and traditional traditional knowledge. It's important because ind indigenous people um, always use what they need so that there will always be some left. They, they, thought, um, they thought about the future. They always give thanks, like I mentioned before, um, recognizing that everything is living and has a spirit. Um, will help this will help people think differently about you know what they what they use and how they use it you know is um, because some people will think that like for instance in I've heard someone use this as an example before is that they um, like a rock they don't think that a rock is living it doesn't they don't think that that rock has a spirit but it does it's a living thing and it has a spirit trees are living they have spirits you know the water is a living living spirit you know it's everything is living and if people think of everything being um, a living being then they might think differently about harming it or hurting it or overusing it or, you know and so that's what I try to do I try to think about all that when you know I'm out and it helps me get um it helps me be more connected to the to the earth to mother earth and you know all creation because and you think if you think of it like that then it's just i think it um helps you know it it changes your view and what you what you would do and how you would do it i think that kind of goes into my my next question as far as um, what sort of advice you would have for people in regards to cultural sustainability or sustainability just in general? Um, I, did, um, I, would, I would try like make that connection to the land. Take time to go outside and walk barefooted, feel the ground underneath you, you know, sit under a tree, hug a tree, listen to nature, you know, feel the wind, listen to the water flow respect our earth, you know, look at the beauty around you. Don't over harvest, don't strip her of all the resources, reduce your footprint, you know, think of future generations. That's just, you know, them, them are only some things, you know, but make that connection and, you know, see everything as a living being. And I think people will think differently about things. I think that's pretty solid advice. Um, it's definitely something that that I've never I've never been instructed to do. Um, I guess my my grandma, um, I suppose, uh, would would make me go hug trees when I was walking around, like find the biggest one and hug it and thank it. But um, I guess that's my own sort of um, heritage there just with with you know my grandma um but because that helps you make that connection you know mm -hmm. and just if you if people think of things differently you know it's not just a tree sitting there that um you can cut down and make paper with you know toilet paper you know so it's not you know just something so people don't think that you know this is not hurting you know it is it's hurting, it's hurting everything, you know, it's um, the balance, you know, and 
down to earth is like it's getting all out of whack because there the, there's not that balance. And that's why things are happening the way they're happening. And global warming or climate change, I should say. No, <laughs> they don't use global warming anymore. They use climate change. You know, things like that. All that stuff is happening for a reason. And it's because of the balance. There isn't that balance. And that's what we need. We need to have that balance. I think appreciation is a, is a good way to go about just... Yeah kind of pursuing that balance. I wrote that one down because like I said, that's not something that I hear often. Um, I suppose as we're kind of wrapping up um, to our listeners, what sort of takeaways would you want them to have from this, this conversation that we've had so far? If you had to summarize. Um, I would say just think of, um, think of things that you, that you can do individually to reduce your footprint and be respectful of, you know, of our creation and make that connection. It's going to help you as an individual um, in the long run. You know, you're going to feel much better. It helps with stress. It helps with, you know, I mean, there's so much, so many things that, that um, just having, being outside, being, you know, with nature, it's like, it helps you in a lot of ways. All right. Well, um, if unless you have any other final thoughts, um, I'm gonna kind of close this up. But I want to thank you first for coming out here today. I know that today was supposed to be your day off, so I appreciate you having this conversation with me. Um, and I, the way I've been kind of concluding these is by just reminding everyone that although this is this podcast is being done for Earth Week, um, and it'll be released around that time. Um, Every day is Earth Day. Um, and, you know, so that's kind of how I'm, I'm ending him on that reminder. Um, so far, no one has disagreed with me. <laughs> the guests I've had have disagreed with me on that one. Yeah, Earth Day should be every day. That should be. Yes. Definitely. I say that too. And I want to thank you for um, asking me to be involved with this. Um, I really appreciate it. Of course. Well, I appreciated your company and your wisdom. Um, I've like been jotting some things down that you've said, so I appreciate it. Mm-hmm.